listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, Chickapedia, and Watch for Zombies. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. and thanks for joining us on the 294th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. You know, I think we should have changed that intro to the show where we only discuss Saw because it feels like it's been an eternity <laughs> of discussing Saw. <laughs> the show where that's it. It's just the, all Saw all the time. The popular Saw podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, this is the last one. I'm so excited. Uh, It's our final Saw franchise discussion today. Um, If we do Saw 10, it'll be 10 years from now. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) It won't be this year. Let me tell you. Not doing it. Uh, (laughs) But today we will. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I can't even speak correctly. <laughs> Today, we will be discussing the final film that's been out uh, that saw. Uh, sorry. Oh, my God. Carly, you're I'm doing you're doing great. We, we haven't recorded in the morning in a while, I, I feel like I've been up for hours and uh, it's saw. only 930 <laughs> <laughs> and I have had so much coffee. What she's trying to say is that we are going to be discussing Spiral from the Book of Saw, which is streaming at streaming on Hulu. Um, and we do we spoil things. It. We should just quit so. this, this franchise month has, has ruined me. It's ruined our podcast. I regret it. We can't it. top the Saw franchise. So. I regret so much of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll spoil it. And so if you haven't seen it and you want to... It's on Hulu. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. But before we jump in to our final discussion on Saw, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is God is a Bullet. It has a June 23rd release date. It's written and directed by John Cassavetes, who previously directed John Q and The Notebook. It's also written by Boston Tiernan. Tiernan. Tiran. The TMD the TMDB summary, because I could not read the IMDB summary, uh, is based on true events and the novel of the same name, Vice Detective Bob Hightower finds his ex-wife murdered and daughter kidnapped by a cult. Frustrated by the botched official investigations, he quits the force and infiltrates the cult to hunt down the leader, with the help of the cult's only female victim, escapee, Case Harden. That sounds so intense. I mean, the trailer is also very intense. It's very action-y. Yeah. It feels like Taken, but everyone has tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it has, it, it does have, like, action listed as the first genre, mm-hmm. um, but it also does have horror listed. Um, it definitely looks creepy as fuck, and... You know, whenever there's a satanic cult, you can usually include horror in that description. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I wasn't expecting such a big cast. We have Micah Monroe. We have Jamie Foxx. We have Jamie Lannister. Uh, 
Um, we have a lot of a lot of big names. I think January Jones, Ethan Supley. Now I'm on the IMDb page, so I'm cheating because I yeah. couldn't remember what uh, Jamie Lannister's name yeah, was. His name's Jani- Jamie Lannister. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Carl Glusman, who um, you might remember from uh, Watcher, uh, he was the boyfriend. So mm-hmm. we have a lot. We have a a lot of peeps in this. Yeah. Big cast. It looks like it's gonna be nonstop action fest. I'm That's true. I'm I'm surprised I'm that I've literally heard very little about this for it having a June release date. I know. I don't. I think they just released the trailer. Okay. Cool. Because gotcha. um, because I've been you know surfing the new release lineup to add trailers mm-hmm. to our trailer trash talk list. Um, and this one's been up there, but there was no trailer. Um, this was yeah. the first I saw that there was a trailer. So uh, maybe they were just waiting. I don't know. It is kind of weird for mm-hmm. this big of a movie to have um, to have a late trailer. Usually we're seeing trailers months and months ahead of time. Um, yeah. It does look good, though. It does. I'm, I would see it. Could be... Could be cheesy, but I still want to see it. And uh, based on true events, I don't know how based on true events it is, but I'm I'm curious. Call me curious. She's curious. <laughs> I'm curious also. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see it. I'll be checking it out. Yeah. Uh, definitely some trigger warnings, though. You know. Yeah. Of women getting kidnapped and screaming if that's like that really bothers a lot of people (laughs) i mean kidnapping isn't uh great no you know (laughs) not Uh, usually no not usually no and yeah but i mean just uh, for the trailer alone a trigger warning so yeah we were like oh god we're doing this at 9 30 it felt yeah i was like it's really early for this trailer amy why did you pick this one um all and right. then I obviously was like, we should have done the Barbie trailer. Yeah. I almost did the Barbie trailer because we're both so <laughs> excited about Barbie. Like, I can't we can, wait. I cannot wait. We can do the wait. Barbie trailer next week. <laughs> Fucking Greta does it again. I love her. Okay. Same. Sorry. She's phenomenal. We're on a first name basis. It's cool. Yeah, you are. All right. What are we discussing today? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. And then stay tuned afterwards for our ranking of the entire franchise. Miss Carly. We are going to be discussing Spiral from the Book of Saw, which uh, arrived to us uh, at, tw- on t- oh my God, <laughs> in 2020, yes. directed by Darren Lynn Boosman, who did Repo, the Genetic Opera, and Saw 2, written by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, both wrote Jigsaw and Piranha 3D. The IMDb summary is, a criminal mastermind unleashes a twist form of justice in spiral the terrifying new chapter from the book of saw <laughs> okay he, uh, they also wrote piranha uh three double d in case you were <laughs> i was curious, curious you know i was like this has piranha three double d vibes <laughs> sure. so i was like i wonder if if it's also the same so you saw this in theaters right i sure did so this was one yeah. of the first films that came out after like COVID, right? This was like one of the first films you can see in theaters, I think. Uh yes, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. 
it was like it was like one of the first movies you could see in theaters. That's probably why they probably planned it that way. Yeah. It Please, was, someone come I, see our movie. <laughs> I think it came out. Yeah, it looks like May 14th of 2021. So it was oh, definitely okay. it was definitely one of the first three movies I saw after the pandemic. Yeah. I wrote 2020, but I think that's wrong. I think it was supposed to be released in 2020, but it didn't actually come out till the next year because of COVID. But then um, everything went to shit. For real. Um Including this movie. I was not prepared to hate this as much as I did. Like, I was thinking, how bad could it be? It's got Chris Rock in it and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but Can I, I tell wrong. you? It's so bad. It's like, it, <laughs> I, I yeah. was not prepared at all. It's really strange. <laughs> Because I I was really, I don't know if the word excited is correct, but definitely <laughs> curious. Um, because I like Chris Rock. Sure. I, uh, so we have Chris Rock, we have Samuel Jackson, we have Max, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, Mangella, maybe I, I did it, I tried to pronounce it, okay. um, from Handmaid's Tale, yeah. um, and then Marissa Nichols from uh, Riverdale. <laughs> um, I, I thought that this was going to be more interesting. I will say... The first time around, I also hated it. I didn't hate it as much this time. Mm. Um, but I also think it was because I was a little bit prepared sure. uh, for, you know, the just the type of acting that we kind of get from Chris Rock, which <laughs> is so bad. super. How is, how is he worse at acting than he used to be? <laughs> Didn't he supposed was... to get better over time? I was surprised and I, I was texting my friend last night and I was like, I feel like he modeled his character from the lead guy in CSI Miami Okay, where he's, you know what I mean? He's just really over the top. Yeah, His squinty, angry eye face just made me <laughs> giggle every time he would do it. Um, the weird cuts of him just screaming. I There was a lot happening in this movie that is just comical for lack of better words and it's not supposed to be no i feel like usually when we see a comedian in a serious role they kill it usually but i think that this mm -hmm. isn't serious mm -hmm. enough for him to do that <laughs> do you know what i mean like this is not yeah. a good choice to like go from comedy to this like <laughs> No, I 100% agree. And I wasn't sure if maybe because he is supposedly a fan of the franchise and right. he was the one that like pitched it. So I don't know if maybe he was just like having the time of his life and like kind of over dramatizing himself because of that. Yeah. Um, but it didn't translate great. It feels like he just wanted to be a cop in a movie. Like it totally. feels this is going to sound really mean. And I don't intend it to be, but it 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 is. Uh, mm -hmm. It feels very masturbatory. Like I mm -hmm. feel like he came up with this whole idea for himself, mm -hmm. and it's so disingenuous and like upsetting to watch. <laughs> totally, and, like, the jokes. Like I hated his character. I thought his character was awful. But are aren't mm -hmm. we supposed to like him? Like he seemed like a woman hating. 
like piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're necessarily supposed to like him, but we're definitely supposed to be empathetic. Um, and it was just weird because he was super overacty. I think given what the script was, um, Nick from Handmaid's Tale did a great job. Absolutely. And then Samuel L. Jackson was like just him. Yeah. And so <laughs> Played himself. There was just, yeah. <laughs> and so there was just this weird, like, especially because Chris and Max are like partners and their dynamic was weird, but we like find Max's Dr. William Shank, I think is the name, yeah. uh, very like endearing and we're supposed to, but we also don't really get to explore that too much because yeah. he like, spoiler alert, quote unquote, dies right? Um, kind of early. And so I didn't really believe Chris Rock's reaction to that death because we, I don't feel like they've been working together for that long. I don't know. There's just, I think you're right. I think it does feel like a very self-serving movie. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But like, even the like stand-up moments, like he's telling jokes left and right. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> some oh of them, I'm like, who wrote this? Who wrote these jokes? Because... We have Josh and Pete, who are the actual writers of this film, you know, with Piranha 3D, mm-hmm. fine. But then a lot of this feels Chris Rocky, but also, like, not at the same time? Was Can it I like tell you? Josh and Pete trying to write Chris Rock jokes? Or did Chris Rock write his own jokes? It felt like Chris Rock watched like a string of Quentin Tarantino movies and then came in and like decided to do this opening like Reservoir Dog style yeah. spiel yeah. for the beginning. That and, was and very me- Pulp Fiction-y. Right? And yes. I was like, I was like, what, what is this? Um, and then we never see that side of the character for the rest of the movie. It yeah. felt like at the beginning it was just Chris Rock, whatever, vibing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get like angry loner cop. Yeah. But I didn't buy it. Super you know? inconsistent. And yeah. then he's like, I'm a loner. I have no friends. But he did have a friend and he died when he died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are they friends? He didn't have any friends. Exactly. Apparently he did have confusing. a friend. But he mm-hmm. didn't notice he was missing for days. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. <laughs> sure. Like, you just have to suspend, you know, disbelief pretty constantly throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. Um, <laughs> but there is some dialogue. The dialogue is so confusing. Like, there's... Like, Samuel L. Jackson says, what you talking about, Willis? Like, who? Why? Oh, my God. Why? That is not even part of his character that he would say something like that. Also, that it's incredibly outdated. <laughs> like, that's outdated for me and you, and we're old now. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is that line for? <laughs> Nobody knows. Who do they think who do they think is going out to watch Spiral? <laughs> I'm telling you, they literally were just like, just say stuff. We'll film it. <laughs> And we'll edit it and we'll see what happens. Also, Chris Rock has a line that says, <laughs> I wrote down so many lines because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he says, I've been staring at this shit for five hours. I don't even look at porn for that long. 
first of all, nobody looks at porn for that long. <laughs> nobody like porn is not a thing that you stare at for a long period of time. It serves its purpose and it's over. There, there's not a large amount of people sitting and watching porn all day. <laughs> oh my god. It just so seems like funny. a weird line. <laughs> so funny. It's just a weird, I mean, there's other options. I just, just to say the word porn, like, I don't get that line. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. No. He also no, says doesn't. at one point that John Kramer didn't target cops. Are you kidding me? That was like the majority of who he targeted. I would literally. Say literally every cop that got involved died. Is there yeah. any surviving cops? Because I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they all die. Every cop who's been involved with John Kramer ever is dead. <laughs> so how could you it's possibly true. say that John Kramer didn't target cops? It's like 50% of his victims are cops. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Who wrote that line? I don't know. And what's the... <laughs> I feel like the bummer part is like... I actually liked what they did with uh, Max Mangela's or whatever character. Mm -hmm. Like, I like that idea of a jigsaw killer. Yeah. I liked the evolution. We have this, like, new kind of voice. We have this new kind of thing. And, like, even his rollout at the end, I was, like, okay with. But, like, everything else was just so bleh, well the idea is not bad you're right i think the idea is fine i think it's mm -hmm. really obvious it's him though <laughs> i 100 percent. i think we we know that very soon in the movie yeah i think because he says things like your dad is the whole reason i'm in this business and it's like a weird beat mm -hmm. you know it's you know obviously very on the nose I think the main twist is who he is, which I think works, you know, the twist yeah. of him being the victim's um, son. Like, Same. I can, uh, good, I can get behind that. I can mm -hmm. get behind this plot more than I can get behind a lot of Saw plots. But yeah. the writing is, like, astonishingly bad, and there's really no reason for it. So that's why I'm confused, because it says yeah. on IMDb, it says Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger wrote this. Who wrote Jigsaw? Which is very well written. Mm -hmm. Very well. One of the best written films, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but then it also says in the trivia that Chris Rock was a co-writer, but he's not listed as a writer. How much influence did he have over the dialogue in the script because i feel like that's a big part of the problem i 100 percent think that because he probably wasn't like it's like you know on the new wednesday show how like jenna ortega is like oh i like influenced the writers a lot or i changed a lot of things but she's not listed as a writer i feel right. like it's kind of the same thing where he probably showed up to set and had ideas on how to change things and they probably tried a bunch of different things and I think that, like, I think that what we got and the original script are probably two very different things. Yeah, I could see that. And I feel, <clears throat> I mean, he is a executive producer and it, it's obvious he was a hands-on kind of producer, right? Not yeah, like a money totally. kind of producer. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
I can I can understand. I know that he had a lot of sway in like where they filmed things like he wanted to film in the church and they were like, no, we want to film this underground. But he would just go into a church and talk to the people and then film in there like like he Mm -hmm. he changed filming locations. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he was obviously very involved and you can I mean. His jokes they just feel a little out of place with the type of character he's supposed to be. I agree with you. I think that's a big part of the problem is that and like obviously ad lib dialogue. I sincerely doubt that they wrote what you talk about, Willis, in the script. One hundred percent. That was Samuel L. Jackson. That was Samuel L. Jackson. Because Samuel L. Jackson was alive when that show was on. No one else was on set. <laughs> Also, let's slap a mustache on Samuel L. Jackson and suddenly he's 20 years younger. (laughs) Yeah, that works great. It's amazing what facial hair does. (laughs) They did the same thing with Chris Rock, but that shitty fucking goatee on him. Oh my God, that looks so bad. I'm not a resident wig and mustache specialist on on our podcast, but it bothered me for sure. Yeah. It was it was it, it was a choice yeah. that they made. I would say of all the Saw films, this one made me the most angry when I was watching it. I was the most upset watching this one. I have a lot of exclamation points and caps lock write, writing in my I notebook. think I just shook my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I feel I will say this. I think I can see the initial idea Mm -hmm. and it's good i like the traps i felt like worked because Mm -hmm. they weren't as technically elaborate as jigsaw and we wouldn't expect that this person could be that way the one at the end was very technically advanced which i'm not sure he would have had that knowledge base but I guess if he had, you know, his entire uh, adulthood to figure that out, he could have. <laughs> if that's the and most I, important thing in his life for yeah. 15 years, I suppose he could have figured it out. <laughs> I agree. And I think, like, obviously he was building up to this one point. Yeah. But the other ones I felt like were very much like, you know, Robotics 101. He could have taken yeah. a few classes and figured out how to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So, no, absolutely. Because we all know that some of those jigsaw traps were super elaborate. We're like, look, if you can't build this with a connect set, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. It's really bad. And I don't know if it's the acting that's bad or the dialogue writing that's bad, but. I think it's, it's a mixture of both, but I think yeah. it's it's like the ad lib stuff. It's the stuff that's yeah. so against character. Yeah. That like, okay, I'm really glad that you guys were having fun, but like it really detracts from the movie because this is not a comedy. This is a drama. You're supposed to be playing these two cops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just felt weird. There is this really funny scene um, that's not at all intention to be funny, but when they're going, (laughs) when they go and they find the box with his tongue in it. It's like hanging above a window. Like, it's not super high up, right? Yeah, he, like, jumps up and gets it. But he, like, (laughs) the way Chris Rock does it, it's like, 
I don't need my body double for this. <laughs> yeah. I can climb up on this ledge. Watch me. The way he does it, he's like so proud of himself and like <laughs> and acts like it's the biggest action sequence of all time. And I'm like, chill, Chris Rock. You're not Tom Cruise <laughs> filming your own stunts. <laughs> But I will say I did. I could I just did watch that very on loop over and over and over again because it's so funny how like intense it is for what it is. Like, well, I think the thing that's so funny about it too is the initial shot where he's going to jump up on it. Yeah. It looks like he has to like climb up a little bit to get yeah. it, but then it like the second shot of him jumping down, it pulls yeah. away and it literally shows you that he's maybe like two feet above the ground, and that's it's just. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> I'm so glad you also think that that you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're funny it is. About. It's really, really intense <laughs> for barely climbing anything. Oh my god! I got this, guys. Stunt <laughs> double, worry. go back to your trailer. I yeah. got this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need a boost. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, director man, come over here and give me your hands. Oh, give me, my goodness. make a little, make a little step stool out of your hands so I can hop up here. Look like <laughs> a hero. <laughs> That's my Chris Rock impression. It's not very good. I liked it. Though. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. Oh, my God. All right. Seriously, fuck this movie. <laughs> I get so mad watching it. Uh, there is a, uh, did you notice that the, uh, the manufacturing name on the police basement vault door is Jules and Vincent, like Pulp Fiction. Oh, my God. See? Yeah. I told you. He wanted to make Pulp Fiction. This <laughs> yes. Chris Rock wanted to make Pulp Fiction and Seven, and he chose to do that as a, as a Saw sequel. That's <laughs> <laughs> what this is. It's a great... Uh, summarization of this movie and how I feel about it. Yes. I would like to preface all this by saying I very much like Chris Rock. I just don't think this is his, this isn't his bag. No. You know? And that's okay. We can't all be good at everything. Yeah. (laughs) You tried it, it's not for you. (laughs) They very much, it feels like they were like, you know what, just do your thing versus like, let me direct, give you some direction. It doesn't um, feel like the director had a lot of pull. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. I feel bad because Saw 2 is also bad. <laughs> you know? Yes. Poor guy. Didn't stand a yes. chance. No. Apparently, I was reading in the trivia, I don't know how true it is, that like he comes in as the director with Samuel L. Jackson and tells Samuel L. Jackson like where to sit and what to do in the scene. And Samuel L. Jackson's like, nah, I'm just going to sit over here. <laughs> I That's exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what it feels like. The whole movie feels like that. They set up the camera and they were like, watch me do this. Yeah. You're the quick. person we're saying is the director, but really you have no decision making skills at all 100%. when it comes to what's happening here. Yes. Just take your paycheck and go home. We'll, we'll, we're going to do this. <laughs> and it's true because I feel like even the scenes that like Chris Rock isn't in are fine. You know what I mean? They're not a lot. There's not yeah. a lot of them. But like the ones where they're like, you know, it's just in the detective room where he's like on set or whatever. 
it almost feels like disrespectful to horror. Like it almost feels Mm -hmm. like this movie doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to do whatever I want and it's going to be good no matter what because it's a horror movie. Like that's kind of how it feels to me personally. This doesn't feel like someone that's like, oh, I love Saw so much. I'm going to be respectful to it. It feels like this movie doesn't matter. Let's just do whatever the fuck we want. It's going to be great and people are going to love it. Um, And it's not great and I don't love it. And fuck this movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm done. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? No. All right, I'm going to pull up my notes because we are now going to do a ranking of the entire franchise and then we're never going to have to talk about it again. <laughs> and it's yes, going to be the greatest thing are. ever. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, because we're never going to have to talk about it again. Oh, okay, yeah. I was That's like, going to be the greatest I... part ever. <laughs> so many of these blend together. I, uh, we, Carly and I were both saying before we started recording today that like the first half of our ranking we feel somewhat passionate about and then the second half we're like meh they're all the same (laughs) yeah but let's try starting with the worst one in your opinion do you have one that you feel particularly is less that you want to watch the least out of all of them i so i couldn't remember if it was saw six Okay. There was one that I was watching that I was like, this one is so bad. And I Saw feel 6 like... is Jigsaw takes down the health insurance industry. Maybe it was that one. Mm. No. I thought we liked that one. Fuck. So Why I'll, I'll go first. Maybe it'll help you. My least yeah. favorite is Saw 3D. <laughs> that one was the least like the other Saws. Made the least sense. Um... The kills didn't feel like Jigsaw. It wasn't supposed to be, I suppose, but... um, Maybe that's the one that I was thinking of instead of Saw 6, because that's right after Saw 6, right? Yeah, Saw 3D is like the one with the Saw survivors. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought, okay, I think I mixed up that one in Saw 6. Yeah, Saw 6, I think we liked it for the most part. Yeah. At least I did. That's the one with the collars at the beginning, right? Well, I guess a yes. lot of them have collars at the beginning. Yeah, they do have a lot of collars <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. But yes, there were collars at the beginning of it. <laughs> um, the next one I have is Saw 2. I really don't like Saw 2. <laughs> I had Saw 5. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's the one where, like, Strayham is after Hoffman. Strayham knows that Hoffman's involved. Yeah, I think I was just exhausted. It is pretty tired. By Hoffman. Sure. At that point. And I was like, let's just get him him done. Sure. Get (laughs) him out of here. That's fair. Uh, Third to last, I have Spiral. Because fuck this movie. (laughs) I also have that. Really? Oh, that's funny. Uh, next up is Saw 3. It's just not a very exciting, like, I feel like you can just skip it. It's sad because Amanda dies, but that's all we get. I had Saw, wait, this is 6. I had Saw 2. There. Saw 2. Okay. Yeah. And then I have Saw 5. That's the Hoffman versus Strayam. And then I had Saw 3. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much 
on similar grounds there. Okay, so yeah. now we have our final four. Uh, yeah. Coming in fourth for me is Saw, which I don't like at all, but I feel like it doesn't belong in the bottom, <laughs> so I put it there. <laughs> I have I have Saw 6. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have Saw 6 next. That's the one where he takes down the health insurance industry. Yes. Then I had Jigsaw. Okay. Uh, coming up second is Saw 4. Then I had Saw. Okay. And then lastly, I had Jigsaw. And then lastly, I had Saw 4. Okay. So. We're very similar. We are very similar. I I, th- I just liked the original Saw more than you did. And that's really it. That's well, really what my list is telling do. me. Most people do. I hate it a lot. So. Yeah. I was like, it yeah. doesn't be- deserve to be at the bottom because it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jigsaw for me is the one that I would rewatch the most. I think it's the most interesting. It's less annoying in terms of production value and editing. Um, it's just a little bit easier to follow. The plot is more interesting and the dialogue isn't as bad. And I mean, in general, it's just a better made film. Um, Saw 4 is just a really refreshing film in the middle of the franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do. They're pretty interchangeable, but I think as a whole, Jigsaw is a better film than Saw 4. But I think when you're watching yeah, the Saw franchise, the Saw 4 is like just like a really nice breath of fresh air in the middle of shit. You know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think to your point, I think I would rather watch. I would probably put on Jigsaw before I would put on Saw. But um, I don't know. I just maybe I mean, it's just it started the, the, the franchise. Yeah. 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 So I get it. You know, that's why I said I have to put it as a, at least four because mm-hmm. it, you know, it is what it is. It's not my favorite movie. I really don't like Saw or yeah. most of the movies, to be honest. Um, but there are redeeming qualities in it. Like I. I am kind of glad we did this because I feel like I always thought like Saw is just mind-numbing torture for the sake of torture. But in reality, I feel like the coolest thing about Saw is the attention to detail and the commitment to try to make it make sense. Even if it's not always successful, like I'm impressed by that quality because it is not always a quality we get especially with horror franchises of this many films like it at least tries to be cohesive and tries to make sense and that's more than we can say for a lot of other horror franchises i totally agree i think that um i think that i've always wrongly kind of inserted saw into that like torture porn e kind of category because you don't I mean, in all honesty, in all honesty, there isn't a lot. There's like like spurts of it with the puzzles, but they don't really like last super long. There's obviously scenes that make you super uncomfortable, but like this franchise definitely seems to be more about the storytelling and connecting everything to this like one guy, which is very interesting. and And to your point, something that you don't see a lot. Yeah. Not my favorite. Like this is just not the type of movie I gravitate to, but I did find some kind of newfound respect for the franchise as a whole by watching it. Uh, But I will not be, you know, doing it ever again. (laughs) 
Totally. I'm glad that we did do it. Um, Now that it's over. Yeah. You know? (laughs) In retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because obviously we are a horror podcast. We also love the genre. And this was a huge piece of the genre. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad that. Well, and there's a lot of horror fans that love Saw. Totally. There are, or else there wouldn't be 10 fucking movies. Yeah. You know? Obviously, someone's interested and likes it and is watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, to me, that's important. I'm glad that it's keeping the horror franchise or the horror genre going and people are still excited about it. Um, I have no idea what this 10th one's going to be about. Do we know anything about it, really? Should we look it up? let's see let's see if there's anything about it because part of me is like i was seriously questioning like will i see this in theaters so will i be interested enough to see it in theaters tobin bell is back as jake saw shawnee smith is back as amanda whoa yeah so let's see let's see Like, there's nothing here. Director is... <clears throat> I got my throat. My The director is Kevin Grutert, who, I mean, directed Saw 6. He uh, edited The Strangers. He was uh, on the crew of Barbarian. So... Oh, he Josh did Josh Stolberg and, and Peter Goldfinger uh, are back. Yeah. For, for writing. Yeah. Which can go either way. As we It learned. really can. <laughs> yeah. All of this could go either way. Although I will say it's it's interesting to have Tobin and Shawnee back. Because how? And it's been like, you know, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so like they're going to look older. How are we going to make that work? You know. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if I will see that in theaters. Part of me is like, there's no way I'm going to see it in theaters. And part of me is like, I might be interested. I might be interested Honestly, enough to see it in theaters. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm kind of just glancing over some of the the articles that have been written. Um, and Josh Stolberg says the next Saw movie will make John Kramer fans very happy. Oh, so, yeah. It's I supposed mean, to come out Halloween this year or? Yeah, it's supposed to come out this year. Very intrigued. We're yeah. going to have to keep our eyes open for a, a trailer Yeah, on this one. My goodness. All right. I That's mean, if it. If it's Halloween, I'll see it in theaters. Yeah. You know. Unless there's something else better out. True. I keep waiting for the horror movie to show face. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like we're already almost halfway through this year. What do we have? What do we have? I feel like it's lacking, right? Yeah. I can't think of anything. Well, yeah, there's not like any hype around anything. But also, I feel like a lot of random things are kind of popping up. So I don't know. You know, like, I didn't know that there was a new Insidious movie until... Yeah. We did it a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, things like that. Well, maybe Boogeyman will be good. That comes out this week. And um, 
Then we got that movie about the hand. <laughs> oh, I'm really one. excited about that movie. I am excited about that one. Um, but I just, do you remember last year when Barbarian came out, how excited we were about it? I just want to be that excited about something. And I just feel like I'm uh, not. And it fucking lived up for me Dude, personally. It, it lived same. up. <laughs> Girl, same. So, uh, oh, well. All right. So we are going to be spinning a wheel, I heard, a rumor. I did also hear that rumor. Um, and I'm so stoked on it. I'm going to I'm going to pull that shit up. Pull it. I've got just watch up so okay. we can I have a lot of stuff on this wheel right now. <clears throat> and <clears throat> sorry. I think only like two of these I've actually seen. Um, there's a lot of stuff on here that I have heard good things about. Um, there's stuff, some stuff on here that I just like has been on my to watch list for like maybe a decade. Uh, yeah. and then there's stuff on here. Where I'm like, I know nothing about this at all. So I have a few foreign horror films on here. Um, a few sequels that I never saw. So it'll be interesting to see what we get. I'm kind of excited. I'm hoping it's not something I'm bummed about. There's only like one or two things on here that I'm bummed about. And I'm like, I should have just taken them off. Why have something I'm bummed about on the wheel? <laughs> but it keeps it interesting, right? It does. You can't be happy all the time. You I know. know. <laughs> and we're just doing one movie next week, yeah? Yes. Okay. I'm going to spin. Are you ready? Let's spin that wheel. Okay. Incantation. I didn't hear the the da, 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 da. really. I put it right up next to the microphone. Oh well, then as and long I as I see it a thing on my recording, so maybe it just cut out. As long as you got it, yeah. Incantation from twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, this looks crazy. I know. I think I did a good job picking things. I'm just saying. Uh, Okay, so it's on... Sorry, I was reading the description. It's streaming on Netflix. (laughs) You're not supposed to do that. I know. I was like, what is this? (laughs) Well, because it's like in the synopsis on Just Watch, there's like, warning, this is a cursed video. (laughs) I was like, oh, what is this? It is a... It's... uh... It is a foreign horror film. It's from Taiwan, actually. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I saw some hype about it on the ticks, on the ticks and the talks. Oh, is that what we're calling it now? I got a lot of my wheel suggestion from the ticks and the talks. I've been getting a lot of like um, scariest horror films you can stream that you've never heard of. Um, And of course, most of them I have heard of. So when there's a (laughs) few thrown in there that I haven't heard of, I get excited, Um, especially when they're paired with other movies I really like. So there's sometimes people be like, these are the scariest films you never heard of. And then it's like the eyes of my mother. And you're like, that's not really scary. Um, So I don't trust any of the other suggestions you just threw at me. Um, But this one was lumped with some other really good scary horror films so we'll see how it goes incantation on netflix i love it i love a good foreign horror film i've never seen you know same i threw i threw quite a few up on there so 
I'm I'm happy to go down that road because I feel like a lot of the really scary films I've seen fairly recently are all foreign films. So I agree. Yeah. Let's, let's travel the globe, watch some other horror things. You know. I'm all for that. <clears throat> have you watched anything us. lately? I mean, we just recorded, but have you watched anything since then? No, I'm going to come clean. Uh, I have had a rough week, and so I've needed to just not watch anything important. Right. And um, I don't know if anybody else does this, but at my work, I love the people that I work with, and a lot of them are really into reality TV. I've never really gotten into reality TV. There's certain things or shows. There's like two reality shows that I've ever really like gotten into. And like enjoyed. Love Island. Like Love Island. That's yeah. really it for me. Mm. Um, but everybody at my work has been talking about Vanderpump Rules. And I honestly had no idea what it was really about. Um, but I do now because I'm definitely like in season six (laughs) (laughs) and I've just kind of had it playing in the background. And so that's really all that my brain can handle right now. Uh, and it's been a journey, but I've, I'm into it. So, uh, I didn't realize it was about a restaurant. So a lot of it's reminding me of like when my parents owned a restaurant and I'm like, oh, this is like reminding me of good times, even though there's definitely a lot of drama happening. I definitely did not know it was about a restaurant until you told me that. I thought it was about like one of the Real Housewives families. That's that's what I thought, too. And that's why I never watched it, because I was like, I don't need Kardashian 2.0. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, it's like so the Vanderpump owns the restaurants that these people are working at, but it more focuses like around them. And like the uh, so the Lisa Vanderpump is like the housewife that owns these, you know? Sure. Um, she's a very smart businesswoman, but it's really funny because she reminds me so much of my mom because when my parents owned the restaurant, my mom was like in everybody's business and everybody would come to her and like tell them what's going on in the personal lives. And I was just like, oh, this is just taking me back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. I had, yeah. So. I had no idea. Didn't something like shysty happen with that dude though? Yes. With one of the guys. Yeah. And it's so interesting knowing that. Because now I'm like seeing, I'm seeing why people are so upset because they were like really fucking cute for a while. Well, who is, what happened, do you know like the details of what happened with him? Because I just remember yeah. something shysty happened, but I don't remember what it was. So, um, so the thing that kind of blew up is that him, his name is Tom. And he was dating Ariana and they'd been together for like nine years and he cheated on her with like her best friend Oh, and lied about it. And then obviously everything kind of came out and it was very dramatic. There's also something else that happened that I'm not really sure about. Yeah, I thought maybe like something an- more political than that. Well, yeah, no, there's. Um, So people were obviously very upset about that. But then there was something else that I'd been seeing going on that they like did an ABC special about, which I haven't watched yet. So I'm not 100% sure about what's going on there. But Mm. obviously something super scandalous was going on. Yeah. Um, That's not just a cheating scandal. Right. Interesting. So I don't have the insight on that quite yet. Oh, you don't? Okay. I thought it was, yeah, I thought that one of the Vanderpumps, there was something like 
No. Scandalous. I, I did do I do think that I want to be Lisa Vanderpump when I grow up though, because she lives in a mansion with like a million animals. Okay. And like like she has swans, she has dogs, she has mini horses. And I'm like, I just that's what I want for myself, you know? Sure. Sure, sure. sure. So you know, dream. Dream big, guys. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. My goodness. Um all right. Well, that's interesting. I haven't really watched much. I mean, we um, we watched the last Mrs. Maisel together, which was very special. Thank you for doing that with me. And I um, especially was so cute of us because of how the series ended. No spoilers. I know. But like, it was us at the end of... Oh, my God. I, I know. It. I, I like, know. look at our future. We're so cute. We're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting next to Tony. I'm like, look, look, it's me and Carly. <laughs> With our VHS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but you know. <laughs> Cute. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched anything else. I haven't really been to the theater. I was thinking about it. It's kind of like dreary and rainy today. So like I was thinking maybe I might go today. I don't know. We'll see. I was um, thinking about going today too. What would you go see? I would probably go see Guardians. Because oh, I haven't seen it yet. Bring napkins or yeah, tissues. Yeah. Probably tissues instead. Yeah. The, the The one time I cried so much in a theater was when I went and saw Les Mis. And um, I cried like the entire movie uh, for the most part. And I didn't have tissues. And I don't know why I didn't have tissues, but I didn't. Who goes, see, who goes to see a movie called Les Miserables and does not bring tissues? Right. Oh my God, I sobbed. But I had that movie. a napkin, and it was like one of those like sandpaper napkins, and my face hurt mm. so much by the end end of it because it's just like scratching my face trying to wipe away the tears. Yeah. So now tissues are a must. Soft tissues <laughs> for crying in that's, the theater. That's so funny. I remember because I had taken Steve to go see Les Mis with me, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Afterwards, he was like, you were crying so hard. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I really was, too. I was, like, embarrassed by how much I was crying. It was, like, sobbing. Same. It's too much. It was too much crying. Like, I should, like, you know how sometimes you cry in the theater? Like, there's, like, a couple tears, and you're like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. I'm going to wipe this away real quick. Yeah. Sobbing. Like, making noises. Yep. Yeah, that's how honestly, that's how I was. That's how I was during Guardians. Like I was ugly, ugly crying (laughs) through, I would say, 85 percent of the movie. Oh, my God. Why? Well, (laughs) that's no business doing that. You'll see why. (laughs) But definitely bring some tissues because I knew, though, like I knew going in, I got my snacks and I realized I didn't have anything. And I was like, I got to go run and get tissue. And I just like grabbed a ton of napkins. So, yeah. I was ready. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just bring it. It's great. Like, it's a great movie. Like, I felt I left feeling great. So <laughs> I, I That's what everyone it. says. But now yeah. I'm I'm I just need to remember not to put any mascara or eyeliner. Yeah. On no, no. Before eye I go. So not raccoon eyes when I come if it's out. It's going to drip down yeah. your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I have like water like resistant eyeliner but like it still can smudge if i if i'm doing it enough you know yeah it's not worth it just which is what you want because you don't want it to be like on there permanently you know Mm -hmm. you want to be able to wash it off (laughs) 
I'm just saying, if you know you're going in to cry, yeah. just barefaced. Nobody cares. Do you know what movie really made me cry like that, too? But I wasn't what? in a theater. I was home. What? Click. Did you ever see Click? The Adam Sandler that... movie? Oh, my gosh. I, I, ha- I don't know if I have seen it now. I know that I've started it, but I don't yeah. think I've ever watched the full thing. I think that I was PMSing, which probably mm. did not like add to, which sure. probably added to it. But I remember just ugly sobbing throughout the entire movie because <laughs> he fast forwards through the good parts of his life, too. Oh and my he can God. never get them back. That's devastating. It really is heartbreaking when I was watching it. I was like, this is the saddest movie ever. <laughs> what the fuck, Adam Sandler? Oh, my God. Adam Sandler can make me cry. Oh, 100%. He's great. I love Adam Sandler. I don't think Chris Rock could. I'm just saying. I don't think he's got it. I don't don't think think he has it either. No. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Thanks for trying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to watch Incantation because I know very little about it. And it should be fun. I I love a a cursed film warning. Same. Like The Ring, right? Yeah, exactly like The Ring. Oh, my God. I can't wait. All right. So until next week, then, when we discuss Incantation, which is currently streaming on Netflix, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mm -hmm.